Hi, I'm Dan Pramack, and welcome to Axios Recap, brought to you by the American Beverage Association. Today is Tuesday, November 17th. COVID cases are way up, social media attention to COVID is way down, and we're focused on Airbnb and the future of travel. Hospitality giant Airbnb filed for its initial public offering yesterday with plans to list shares before year-end. Three big takeaways. First, the company's business basically dried up in the early days of the pandemic, but rebounded to a third-quarter profit. Key drivers to the turnaround were increased stays at suburban and rural homes, plus longer stays at higher prices. Two, this location flexibility sets Airbnb apart from many of its traditional hotel rivals who are stuck with big boxes in crowded city neighborhoods, not the sort of travel that most people want to do right now. Three, international or cross-border bookings for Airbnb remain virtually non-existent. The big picture here is that Airbnb and the entire U.S. travel sector is poised for a very tumultuous fourth quarter, which is usually when it gets its most activity particularly given how many people appear prepared to eschew public health warnings about Thanksgiving gatherings. That could mean a boost over the next couple weeks, but a huge drop when we get massive COVID case and hospitalization spikes around Christmas. Why it matters is that the U.S. travel sector generated around $1.6 trillion in 2018, according to the World Travel and Tourism Council, which represented nearly 8% of U.S. GDP. And right now, it's unclear how much of that will remain when we finally get past this pandemic. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Rafid Ali, founder and CEO of Skift. But first, this. We're joined now by Rafid Ali, founder and CEO of travel media company Skift. So Rafid, let's start here. You read the Airbnb IPO prospectus yesterday. What's the most interesting thing you learned? So this is our Christmas and Hanukkah and everything else wrapped in one. This is what we've been living for for the last eight years. It's been eight years since Gift started. We have tracked Airbnb's rise from just a tiny little thing till now. It's easy to get lost in the numbers. This quarter they made this, the next quarter they didn't make this, obviously pandemic year. So if I were to give a one line takeaway from the S1, it would be that the pivot to domestic long-term North America stay really saved Airbnb in 2020. When you look at that, do you view that as the future for Airbnb or do you view this as kind of an anomalous pandemic year and that if we were to talk about Airbnb in two years or three years, it looks a lot more like what the business was in 2018 or 2019 than it has been over the past nine months? I do think so. You know, the question is, is it a break from the past or is it an accelerant of the existing trends? That's true for any industry. This is the question everybody's asking. For Airbnb, it was trying to dabble into a lot of other things as well. Experiences has been part of the thing that Brian Chesky, the CEO founder, has been focused on a lot over the last few years. Tried to dabble into air. They tried to dabble into other things as well in the full travel spectrum. That all has fallen by the wayside by the fact that they had to rescue their mainline business. They've sort of put everything else in pause. I think, and I've been saying this for two, three years now, there's so much to do in the core business, which is non-hotel hospitality, that they're taking their eye off the ball. It's a many billions of dollars of opportunity ahead of them on that. Obviously, COVID has not been good for Airbnb. It has not been good for any company, really. But in the long term, do you think the pandemic made Chesky, made Airbnb refocus on its core business in a way it might not have without the pandemic? 
I think so. And it's not just me saying it. I think if you ask Brian, he would probably, I think he said that many times, which is that it made them realize what works, what doesn't. And the fact that they have stopped, they've basically taken out a billion dollars in marketing costs and their business has not stopped the growth in their business in terms of people in the second half of the year coming back to the platform has not changed, which is an incredible stat that speaks to the power of the Airbnb brand. So to answer your question, I think it's going to stick to its core. Hotel that they bought, Hotel Tonight, as you know, two years ago, three years ago, I think will be a nice added benefit to it. But I think it's going to continue in the accommodation space versus 20 other things. I was disappointed to not see, and I'm sure same for you, that they didn't break out experiences which they spend lots of money. The reason they didn't, because it's not making any money for them. This is you taking day trips, etc. that they started selling, I think two years ago. They pivoted to online, spent a lot of money. Brian Chesky spent inordinate amount of his time focused on the business. China, which is obviously huge interest to everybody, is not broken out as a separate category as well, which I was very surprised by. Bigger picture, what, if anything, can we take from the Airbnb IPO filing to understand about the broader travel sector in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic? I think that domestic travel has been ignored forever. And by refocusing spotlight on domestic travel, it's better for the travel industry. It's better for the world that doesn't have such a big carbon footprint. And it's better for the small businesses that make a huge ecosystem of the domestic travel world. So if there's one silver lining from this pandemic for the travel industry, it's that we're all becoming locals again. There have obviously been lots of talk about, you know, more airline bailout money. There's been talk about hotel bailouts, obviously some sort of broader economic stimulus that would cover all of the above. If you posit that by April, by May, we could start to have general vaccinations in the United States and things could start to get back to normal without an economic stimulus till then. But will there be a traditional hotel industry left by May if they really can't reopen until then? Um, look, Hotel industry is not at zero today. In fact, hotel industry in the U.S. and other parts of Asia, etc., are at about, you know, broadly speaking, 40% plus occupancy levels. I know restaurants always say if we're only at 40%, we can't make a living at it. Can a hotel be profitable at 40% occupancy long term? Uh, very broad question. Yes and no, depending on the type of hotel you are. You're part of a chain, you're part of an independent, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I was speaking to a hotel owner two weeks ago that owns the TWA Hotel here in New York City, a very high-profile hotel. They're surprisingly doing very well on staycations. People in the tri-state area coming and $200, $300 a night. They may not stay the night. You can actually book just during the day. And that is doing very well for them. The costs itself are much lower if, you, if you're not turning around the room. So, yes. I do think the hotel industry will survive. And if it can survive by second half of next year with this 40 to 60% occupancy, obviously lower cost, unfortunately, obviously tons of jobs lost. Yes, I do think that the travel industry will be poised in the second half to start the recovery process. How much of a ramp up is there? So I, I think about, for example, we've had on the show before we had the head of the airline pilots union. He was talking about just in terms of airlines, you know, you can't just you know furlough or lay off lots of pilots and expect them to come back online immediately. There's training requirements, et cetera. How much does that apply to the broader hospitality sector? Here's the reality. And a lot of labor is being lost. One, they're not just laid off. People are deciding not to come into the travel industry to not to stay in the travel industry. I've spoken to a lot of students that said, did I make the right choice in hospitality? A lot of hospitality people are looking at, believe it or not, you know, media and tech. Tech is hiring, as you know, like crazy. We wrote a story on like, why should the rest of the business sector look at hiring hospitality people? 
because of the talent and the skills that they have. So labor is will be an issue and particularly acute and obviously specialty areas like pilots, like others that require certification, X number of hours you have to be putting in at all times to be able to continue your certification. So I do think the labor crunch will definitely be a bigger issue second half and, and 2022 as well. Final question, just to bring this full circle. Obviously, hotel operators have not been terribly thrilled with the emergence of Airbnb over the past decade or so. If you were running an independent hotel or a hotel chain and you were reading the Airbnb S1 or IPO filing, what would be your big takeaway? That if I build a brand, my marketing cost and CAC are so much lower. I just got an email from a from hotel investor that said they read the Airbnb S1 last evening and said, oh my God, look at their distribution cost versus ours. Rafat Ali, founder and CEO of Skift, which you can read at skift.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, thank you for having me. Welcome back. What we're watching today is growing speculation that President Trump plans to launch a digital streaming media company after leaving the White House, either independently or maybe in partnership with a Trump-friendly outlet like OWN or Newsmax. So we asked Axios media reporter Sarah Fisher if Fox News should be worried. No, I mean, Fox News has not only been the leader in cable news for the past 18 years, but it's one of the biggest leaders in television, period. I mean, Fox is unprecedented in the amount of viewers it's been able to attract. And it's not like their primetime audience has totally left Trump. I mean, the primetime hosts like Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, these are people who are still entertaining some of the president's kind of wild conspiracy theories about the election being rigged. So I wouldn't expect their audience to just up and leave for any sort of pro-Trump network. What I think would happen is that Donald Trump, if he were to launch something, it would probably be complementary to what people are watching on Fox and cable, and they could just subscribe to something on digital if they feel like paying that extra money. We're also continuing to watch rising cases of COVID-19. Well, we're not really, but we should be. According to data provided to Axios by Newswhip, there were 75 million social media interactions with news articles about the pandemic over the past two weeks. That figure includes things like likes and comments and shares. And 75 million sounds like a lot, but it's actually the lowest such number since back in March, when the pandemic first entered the popular consciousness. And finally today, a new development in the ongoing saga over who owns the master recordings to Taylor Swift's first six albums. You may recall that Swift got pretty angry late last year when her former record label, Big Machine, was sold to a media holding company led by Scooter Braun, the music manager for artists like Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. It basically seems Swift doesn't hold Braun in terribly high regard and said she plans to re-record the albums when contractually able. Now, Braun has sold those masters to a Los Angeles-based private equity firm. But Swift says she won't cooperate with the private equity firm either because the deal apparently includes some sort of ongoing financial upside for Braun. In other words, those re-recording sessions are still on. Why it matters to Taylor Swift and arguably to other musical artists is because of ongoing disputes over who should really own the rights to an artist's work. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers, Naomi Shaven. Have a great national homemade bread day, and we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap.